This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. Thanks for listening to me. I still have this little cold, so I beg your indulgence in putting up with my being a little bit more nasal than usual. But it has not, at least I hope it has not, affected my brain in the least. I have spoken about the four ballot propositions that are on the ballot for New Yorkers this year. And I realize a lot of you may have already voted as I did on Saturday, but I know a lot of you are waiting till election day or just haven't voted yet. Of course, it's important to turn the ballot over. I voted no on all four propositions, and I've explained why previously. And I've explained how I'm not crazy about the fact that the New York City taxpayers are footing the bill to the tune of about $5 million to tell people to vote for these questions questions. But here's another thing that I'm not crazy about. Now that I've actually seen these commercials that are airing on broadcast networks, that's a pretty penny, not just cable, but broadcast networks. I've seen them during Jeopardy. I've seen them during CBS Sunday Morning, a bunch of network shows. Now that I've actually seen these commercials, the commercial says in words or substance, pretty close to, I'm pretty sure this is close to verbatim. It says, be sure to turn your ballot over and vote on the questions from the racial Justice Commission. Now, give me a break. This is pure propaganda. The fact that Mayor de Blasio called it the Racial Justice Commission when he put together just a regular charter revision commission, there's nothing in the charter or the state law that specifically has a racial justice commission. That's what they called themselves. The fact that de Blasio called them that was designed purely for propaganda purposes, and the fact that under Adams, they're now airing $5 million worth of television advertisements, calling these the questions from the Racial Justice Commission, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because who's against racial justice? I'm not. I'm against these three questions that have to do with racial justice on the ballot, but by calling this the Racial Justice Commission, they're putting their thumb on the scale. This is not an altruistic attempt by city government to get people to turn the ballot over or to vote or to examine the questions or to tell people, heaven forbid, what the questions actually mean. This is propaganda. And I hope that going forward, the city government will do something to make it so that they're not putting their thumb on the scale with the kind of language that they're using. They may as well just come out and say, vote yes. I would have more respect for the commercials if they did that. Instead, they're trying to make you feel like an idiot, like you're opposed to racial justice if you don't vote yes. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. If there's one word that describes the Adams administration to a T, it's shadiness. And the story that was in the New York Times yesterday is no exception. A political action committee ostensibly created to support candidates aligned with Adams has so far given the largest share of its cash not to candidates fighting for election, but instead to the group's leader, the Reverend Alfred Cockfield II and his associates. And folks need to understand exactly what happened here. So there's this political action committee was formed to elect candidates that support Eric Adams' agenda. It's called Striving for a Better New York. It ultimately raised a pretty substantial amount of money, a little over $1.3 million, and it promised to use the money to support state candidates that were aligned with Eric Adams on issues like bail reform and issues like crime and on issues that Adams has been very outspoken about in terms of changing the direction that Albany has been going. But ultimately, this PAC has given more money to its founder, Cockfield, and his charter school than to candidates aligned with Mayor Eric Adams. Cockfield, so far, has collected more than $126,000 in wages and consulting fees for his work as chairman of the PAC. Another $143,000 was paid to two colleagues of Mr. Cockfield and Mr. Adams. Thousands of dollars more were spent on travel, meetings, and meals at trendy hotels and nightclubs in June. The committee wrote an unusual and, I think, legally dubious $60,000 check to Lamad Academy, a charter school in Brooklyn, founded and run by Mr. Cockfield. By comparison, just $168,000, or $1 out of every $4 that this group has spent, has gone to political activities so far. I'll tell you, the rules governing this stuff are pretty vague, and in fact, after reading this article, I'm kind of tempted to start my own political action committee, just so I could use that kind of money to go to high-priced restaurants and, 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 and travel lavishly. But what these guys are doing is shady. They raised a bunch of money to help a few friends of Eric Adams. They used the issue of bail reform and crime to raise a lot of money from some well-heeled donors, and then they didn't spend any of it on candidates advocating for those causes. They used it to benefit Eric Adams' buddies and this particular charter school. Now, I'm not against this particular charter school. I don't know anything about it, but I don't think the donors that were pitched on this fundraising effort were told that their money was going to go to the Lamont Academy. I think this stinks to the high heavens. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Whether we look at the federal government with the military-industrial complex, whether we look at the state government with the folks that are benefiting big time from COVID test kits and so forth, or whether we look at what's happening in New York City, there's one consistent way to get rich, and that's give a whole bunch of money to politicians and raise a whole bunch of money for politicians. 
The Dolan family, which of course owns Madison Square Garden and the New York Knicks, has figured this out in spades. In essence, the story is simple. The Dolans are giving big bucks to Kathy Hochul while Madison Square Garden gets to enjoy a lavish tax break. So with Kathy Hochul facing an unexpectedly competitive challenge from Congressman Lee Zeldin, the incumbent is getting a jolt of support from the family that owns Madison Square Garden and benefits from a very unique tax break estimated to be worth 43 million dollars a year. That's right. There's 43 million dollars a year that the Dolans aren't paying in taxes that you and me are paying. And state campaign finance records are showing that the Dolans are getting their money's worth because the Coalition to Restore New York, a political committee founded by James Dolan of Madison Square Garden, spent $560,000 last week on television, digital, and radio ads that support Hochul. Another Dolan entity, MSG Sports, owns the Knicks and the Rangers. Members of the Dolan family have supported Hochul directly, especially during these final days of the governor's race. Last week, Dolan's sons each contributed $47,100 to friends of Kathy Hochul. James's father, Charles, gave the same amount. His sister contributed $25,000. Previously, James gave $69,700 to friends of Kathy Hochul in March, and Charles uh, uh, contributed $25,000 in November of last year. In all, the Dolan clan has spent $258,600 in the last year to promote Hochul's re-election. The coalition website endorses Hochul, big surprise, and declares that since taking office, Governor Hochul has brought a fresh and collaborative approach to governing and is working hard to keep our communities safe and prosperous. Well, she's certainly working hard to keep the Dolans prosperous. The lesson here, folks, is whatever level of government we're talking about, if you want to get wealthy, the best way to do that is give a lot of money to politicians specifically politicians in power beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight one more hour to go. Don't think of touching that radio dial. So yesterday afternoon, I was doing what I always do. Around 5 o'clock, I was listening to the Cats at Night show. And their very special guest was the former governor and new podcast host, Andrew Cuomo. And that uh, was a very good interview that uh, John Katsimatidis conducted along with Lydia Serrani and Laura Curran. I'm always interested in whatever Andrew Cuomo says. One, because I find the way he speaks so fascinating. And I find him to be just a psychologist's dream. And the only thing that I can think whenever I hear Andrew Cuomo do one of these interviews is, does this guy have zero self-awareness whatsoever? Does this man not have any mirrors? I don't understand the glass house that he lives in and the seemingly endless supply of stones that are present in every room in that glass house. Here was a small portion, and you should listen to the whole interview. You can hear, get, hear it at WABCRadio.com. Here is a small portion of Andrew Cuomo on the Cats at Night show last night. I don't know why the Democrats, and this is nationwide, I don't know why they can't be more aggressive addressing the issue of crime. You can be a progressive, but you still understand that job one is public safety. And the truth is, some people have to be put in jail to keep society safe. I know it sounds harsh, Mm -hmm. and Democrats don't like to say it, 
but it's the truth. And until we start addressing crime aggressively and bluntly, uh, we're going to see this issue. I must have missed the moment that Andrew Cuomo became Rudy Giuliani. I'm listening to this. This is the guy that signed the Raise the Age Law. This is the guy that signed cashless bail. And this is the guy who championed for at least the everything except his first term, every left-wing cause that you can imagine. The SAFE Act, late-term abortion, raising taxes, publicly ridiculing conservatives and telling them to leave the state saying America was never that great. Remember his behavior in the aftermath of the George Floyd situation. What planet is this guy on? And that was the tip of the iceberg. He then went on a rant bashing the extreme left wing of his own party. Well, excuse me, what did you actually do in office? Where is the apology? If you have had an evolution on these issues, Governor, I think that's great. Where is the apology for signing cashless bail? Do you have no mirrors? How does this guy say this kind of thing with a straight face? Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.